Hello everybody, Eric Doman here and welcome back to another Pro Series Podcast. Today's episode 51 and it is strictly audio based. So if you're trying to look for the video this week, I am trying something different. This is just going to be completely audio based. Uh, I know it's odd 50 episodes in and I've never done an audio based podcast. It's always been video, but next week it will be video again. So stay tuned to that. But this is episode 51 with HGTV's John Warble. He and his wife, Danny, are on a show called Flip to a Million. Allison Victoria is also on the show, and there's another couple. It is a very different type of show that HGTV has had. It has to do a lot with house flipping. Um, so if you're very interested in house flipping, it's a different type of house flipping show that you're used to. So definitely watch it. It just finaled a couple weeks ago, so you could go on Discovery Plus and watch the whole first season. And make sure you let Danny and John know what you think about the show. Um, definitely stay tuned for more. And before we jump into the episode 51, please make sure you like, subscribe, and rate this podcast. It really helps the success of the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And now I hope you enjoy episode 51 with John Warble. Thank you so much, John, for coming on the Pro Series podcast today. Very excited to talk to you about um, the show you're on with on HGTV and then a little bit about your company and your background. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so I definitely want to first start out. Um, you're on Flip to a Million with your wife. Um, give us a little background of what the show's about for anybody that hasn't seen it. Um, and the whole premise of the show. Sure. So Flip to a Million is a groundbreaking series that premiered on HGTV. Um, it was on Monday nights, 9 p.m. Now, you, you know, we just wrapped up last night with the finale, but you can now stream it on Discovery Plus. But uh, it, it was it's a really groundbreaking show where it's not really something that HGTV had in the past. The show where... It's an arc where, you know, you start off with, we started off with $1,000, Danny and me and uh, another couple, EJ and Jason from Chicago. We each start off with $1,000 in a place that we've never been before. And this, in this particular place, we went to Texas for the season. And we had to pull every string, you know, out of the, you know, out of our pocket. Every, every, we had to, you know, really go in hard and use every strategy that we, we, we had experience with to make that $1,000 into a million dollar uh, sale in six month time period. So you'll see a lot of different things in the course of the, the series. And what it actually does is it, it goes from one week to the other where it builds on what our success or even maybe what we failed on in one episode and we go on to hopefully reach that million dollar sale. Yeah, and I'll attest to that. I was watching it and it is a completely different concept to whatever you're expecting on HGTV or any type of home show. Um, it's very, very, it goes kind of into, obviously there's a lot of design work, but I liked how you guys, it showed the, the you know, the stress level, everything that you guys were going through to um, get to that 1 million mark. And it's kind of cool how it's kind of broken out. And it's not like a full house, um, per episode type of deal like you'd see on other epi other shows um which i think the whole concept of this show is just 
absolutely amazing. Um, and I think anybody who loves design or loves real estate would love to watch this show. Um, when you, before this show, were you a design company with, I know you and your wife have a design company, but how were you discovered and how was this whole show came about? Right. So um, my wife and I, we did flips. Um, you know, we did all different types of um, flips, whether it was buy and hold, fix and flips in generally the Long Island, New York uh, area. And, you know, over the course of our flipping and investment um, company, we, we also did client renovations. Danny is a fantastic uh, designer where she, um, you know, her actual, her actual background before, you know, getting into design was occupational therapy. As an occupational therapist, she, you know, she helped people, you know, get back to living after dealing with strokes or major injuries, you know, and that includes, you know, being able to walk again, being able to, you know, live a new normal life with mm-hmm. you know, maybe being down to a wheelchair. So when we were doing our, and this was as a hobby, more or less for us, where we were investing in real estate, doing house flipping. So as we were invested in real estate and doing design work, Danny incorporated a lot of these concepts she's learned as a licensed occupational therapist into her design concepts, doing open floor plans, um, you know, wide spaces, a large, um, you know, like a lot of like um, areas of a house where, you know, like we, we do like a like large primary suite. We do, you know, a lot of walk-in areas throughout the house where it really, it, it opens up to a general population of buyers when people buy or flip. But it also is great if, if you were wheelchair bound, if, yeah. if you are having, you know, if, if you are a, maybe a, a late stage baby boomer where you're, you're in the geriatric pool where you need maybe not to go upstairs. So, you know, we do a lot of different things and it's really, it really caught on. And we've had, you know, over the last 10 years, a lot of success. And uh, a couple of years ago, um, one of the agents that we do business with reached out to us and he had gotten a casting call from a reduction company and pretty much, you know, Danny was like, John, do you want to do this? And honestly, I, you know, at first I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I was kind of weary about it. You know, I didn't think, you know, we'd be on TV, but um, it, it was a whole process, you know, and then the pandemic happened and that kind of stole things a little bit. And then, um, you know, I'm really into the, on the business end and what the show does is it shows the business end through the home renovation side of it. And you don't really have many, uh, home flipping shows where you see, really see the business and you see the design work, see the before and after, but not really like, okay, what do you do now? How do you, how do you purchase the house? We kind of go into that a lot uh, with, with the show. You know, we, we talk about different ways of building onto a down payment, building onto ways to go from one house and go up the popularize to the next level of house. And so, you know, this, that show, the show, the puns of the show really intrigued me and got me on board. And, um, and I think it really showcases, you know, different things like you really show, you'll see in the show showcase like design in a kitchen, design in a house on a property that's maybe a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you see us go to the next level where you'll see a house, you know, in the mid range, two to three hundred thousand dollars, a half a million dollar house. You'll see, okay, how do you design a kitchen or a landscape of a house with that budget and then work our way to that million dollar property? So you see all elements of the real estate market, which is a really cool concept that you don't typically see. Oh yeah. And I, yeah, that's the main reason what really intrigued me on this show. I, I usually start out all these episodes on 
how I found the guest and the way I found you was actually watching your show first. Usually it's the other way around. I I find you on like social media or a commercial or something. I didn't even see a preview of the show yet. And I just started watching it kind of, uh, drew me in. Um, actually first I saw Allison Victoria. I thought she kind of had like her own, her whole new show in this, um, and as I watching, as I see, it was you and another couple doing this, um, which if you're a fan of Allison Victoria, definitely watch this. But this is you, both couples in the show, you and your wife and the other couple are great at, um, it seems like you guys are on TV forever. You guys do a really great job of um, explaining stuff. Um, I'm not sure if that came naturally to you guys, but you do really go, do a great job with um, explaining stuff, not just design-wise, but business-related stuff. Thank you. You know, well, that that's what's interesting about the show. Like, Danny and I, like, you, what you see on TV is 100% real emotion, real, like, you know, it's like, it's like as reality as you can get really in, in the home renovation type shows. And, um, there's, like, you see the real emotion. You see, like, the the trials and, and tribulations of what goes on. And it's kind of interesting because I don't know how many HGTV shows where they have to bleep out a, a, a host, you know, and I, I think every episode I kind of get bleeped out at the end because it's something goes wrong or something's happening. And then uh, the bombs start dropping in there. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. You know? Yeah. It shows that it's real. Cause sometimes you, you're yeah. thinking on shows, is it staged? Is it like the production company saying, Hey, can you do this for the scene? But the, yeah, those type of moments I like, cause it shows that it's really happening and it's not like all for show. Cause obviously shows you have to do some type of entertainment level to it. But yeah, I, I fell in love with the show just because it's just so drastically different. Um, I, I think sometimes people kind of, like I said in the beginning that it kind of gets stale with, some of these shows but I love the whole business side of this show that I feel like a lot of these networks have been missing with these home renovation shows yeah definitely and, and you know like we start off like wholesaling no one ever talks about wholesaling I don't think there's any show that's ever even mentioned wholesaling yeah. in the history of home renovation shows and we talk about that and we talk about uh you know all right maybe uh, do a private lending um you know doing a uh, your private finance and, and, and that's not really talked about. And it's like, you, you see a lot of these shows and you're just like, how did they get the money to do this? Where, where is the money coming from? And the show kind of hits it on the, on the head a little bit where it really stresses, okay, we have this amount of money. How do we go to the next house? How do we do this? You know? And, you know, a lot of times people, you know, EJ and Jason and the other couple had a, a far different strategy than we did. And it's cool to see different concepts applied to the challenge oh, yeah. that we did. And, um, you know, what we, I can speak for what we did and what Danny and I did was our strategy was, okay, let's start outside of Dallas, right? Because we knew that Dallas is a very competitive market. I mean, mm-hmm. I think DFW and Austin are the top two. They go back and forth every year uh, between the top two flipping markets. And um, I, I, so I knew like in like right in like the heart of Dallas, there's no way we're going to find a property for like 100000 150,000 and then, you know, be able to start up with no money. And so I said to Danny, I said, look, let's, let's, let's start like looking outside of the box here. What are we doing? We're not from Dallas. So we, we, we had to look on a map, drive around, go all over Texas and, 
you know, went all the way to the Oklahoma border pretty much. And we start off there. And, and what's cool is you see, okay, yeah, we, now we have a property in contract. Now we, we have a house. How, we, how do we pay for this? Well, let's brainstorm on ways to pay for the, for the, the renovation aspect of it. So it's, it's certainly cool where you see different things that you wouldn't normally see mm-hmm. and then applying that to, and then you, like going from one episode to the other and then you have more funds and you still, you know, you're never out of the clear, right? You still, you still had, you know, a lot of, you know, we still budget, the budget plays a big role for us throughout the show and you see that and then, okay, where do you spend money, right? Do you spend money on bathrooms? Do you spend money on kitchen? Do you do landscape? Where do you, where do you put that money and you kind of have to just, concentrate okay what's going to get the best return on investment mm-hmm. yeah so um as the show opens up you and uh danny are in a kitchen it looked like you were remodeling were you renovating something before the show even started right so well that was that was in new york so uh, okay. um, the show opens up we were in new york we we're doing one of our client renovations and um there's the, the Production comes out, they film us, that you see that, and then we get a phone call from Allison Victoria, and Allison um, says, you know, are you ready to do this, and, and then tells us where we're going to go, and at that time, when we got that phone call, we had no idea where we were going, you know, that's yeah. 100% how it was, like, we were like, you know, I, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be a place where it was, you know, obviously a flipping market, right, I didn't think they were going to put us in... Um, you know, in the middle of nowhere where there'd be no resources. So, but Dallas is one of the most competitive flipping markets, right? Mm-hmm. So even though there's a lot of flipping going on, it's, it's, it's almost harder than if, if you put, put us in another city where, where flipping is, is, is prevalent, but not like to the extreme of how it is in DFW. And that was, that was a challenge right there. You go into open houses and there's a hundred people at an open house for, you know, a property that's $200,000 where, you know, it, you may not have that in other parts of the country. So that was tricky, but the show yeah. opens up with that and you see us doing the renovation. And then we had to pack up our bags, get going. And you see us, you know, a whole family of dogs or kids down in Dallas, Texas. That's crazy. How hard was it trying to find, I mean, at your home, you have your go-to flooring person, your go-to tile person. How hard was it to, up and move to a completely different location, be timed on this and have to get stuff done quickly, but no, no one really. That was, I think that's the hardest part of the show, right? Like mm-hmm. I, we've been doing real estate for a long time. I, 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 I know what the principles are make, what makes a good investment, right? Whether you know the area or not, we have a simple formula that I try to tell everyone. When you're looking for investment, you always want to look for a house in an area where there's uh, things to do, right? Bars, restaurants, colleges, performing arts centers, um, you know, Main Street, there's always a plus. You know, there's things that you look for where you can say, okay, I can see stable growth there, or I can see action in the area, which can bring in also like, um, you know, obviously inventory matters, right? You see, you look at all the data to see, okay, is, is your homes being bought? You know, what kind of houses are being bought? So all those things come into play, but, um, you know, what's, what's kind of interesting is, is that, um, you know, you just really, you really have to just, just kind of just be like, okay, what makes a, what makes a good flip? And then on top of it, like, wow, like we're in this area, we have to mm-hmm. find materials that, that, that do this flip. You know, we, we were like, 
you have all this coming to you at once and you're in the time. And you're like, so like, not only are you thinking about, okay, where are we going to find the house in the area we've never been before? I have to find a foreign company. I have to find contractors. I have mm-hmm. to find a you know, tile. And this is after the pandemic. So you have a shortage on everything, right? You have incredible yeah. lead times. Throw in, you know, throw in uh, the supply shortages, throw in work shortages yeah, on top of this. So if this happened three years ago, maybe it would have been a little bit easier, but you, everyone's going through the same thing nationwide. Finding materials, finding, you know, help. You know, there's a shortage everywhere right now. And, yeah. you know, and, it, and then this is an area such as DFW where you have so much construction going on. So, you know, finding windows for a house it was like a five month lead time. And wow. coming from New York, yeah, coming from New York where you could pretty much find uh, uh, anything pretty much, like you could find almost anything in New York. Yeah, lead times have gone up, prices have gone up, but I could probably even find a 24 hour hardware store if I really looked hard enough. But, yeah. you know, then we go to Dallas and you go to one store, they don't even have lumber, you have five pieces of lumber left. You go to another store, they only have 10 pieces of sheetrock and you're like, Oh my God, what are we doing here? Yeah, I that would I would struggle with that, and I would also struggle with you know you know the pricing up in New York for you know just say per square foot for some type of LVT, but when you go down to Texas, it could be completely different, and it's complete learning curve on just the the cost of living down there, um, the market. It's just completely, you're just getting thrown into a completely different way of life, basically. You know, you know what's interesting about that is there's two really drastic things between New York and Texas, other than obviously the, the obvious things like climate and population and, 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 and like taxes wise. But the two big things is New York is a disclosure state where you can find anything you need to know about a house by a, a Google search or like a search engine search. You could find anything you need to know about house permits, uh, how much they pay in taxes, how much the house sold got for, you know, year after year. Texas is a non-disclosure state. You can't even find comps, really. Like, it's, it's so difficult. You're going by prices, how much the houses that were listed for, opposed to how much the houses actually sold for, which yeah. was super tricky. And, and so you don't have a really, unless you really know the market, you don't have the, that grasp for it. By, you don't have the data. So you're not able to really fully grasp it without having the full data. So that was one of the big things right there. And, and then, and then the second thing really too, is um, how do you evaluate houses in Texas? Completely different. So like New York, you know, when they do an appraisal, yeah, they break it down per square footage, but like there's a lot of factors that go into how much a house is worth. And Texas, they go by the square foot a lot. So they're like, well, the, the square foot on this house, in this neighborhood goes for, you know, say $200 a square foot, whatever, you know, whatever numbers they use. And they don't necessarily look at, well, okay, this house is going for 550 this house is going for 560 They go by square footage and it really gets complicated because then you, if you find a house that's like double the size of another house, the agent will tell you, well, oh, wow, you could get, you know, $800,000 for this house. And uh, in reality, you're not going to get that by just simply going by that price per square foot formula. Mm-hmm. So that's super tricky on how they work it down there. And you kind of just have to just sit back and be like, I'm, I don't know what to trust. I don't know what the, I'm just going to go by what my gut says. And that's what we end up doing. I mean, you know, everything makes TV, but we had to, we had to just sit back and be I'm like, okay, 
agents want to sell you a house, but at the same time, you want to be able to be, feel comfortable buying a house. Mm-hmm. And we, we saw so many houses during down there while we were down there. And, you know, there was times where we pulled back on, on not necessarily putting an offer on a place just because even though the agents were like, yeah, you can make all this money on the house. I just didn't feel comfortable. Or Danny didn't feel comfortable. But there was something else external where I'm just like, okay, let's go up to the next house. Yeah. Funny that you bring up um, not everything makes TV because I've talked to other HGTV um, stars and they we always they always say the same thing. And I always thought it'd be cool um, for the production company to come out with like maybe like behind the scenes season where you see all of like the, you know, the, the planning, the stuff that doesn't make TV and make it, it'd be so interesting to see all that behind the scenes work and um, all the stuff that you endure, well, not over camera. Well, Eric, I got good news for you. Uh, the network is going to be coming out with a, uh, it's called a clip show. It's like a reunion episode. It's going to be on, uh, I believe it's going to be on discovery plus and it, it doesn't show everything that doesn't make TV, but you're going to see clips of things that definitely did not make the series. And you're going to see our reactions to it. And it kind of brings up and uh, you'll see Allison and Allison Victoria and EJ and Jason, Danny and I um, go over certain things that don't make the, 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 the series. And it's kind of cool that you get that behind the scenes look on it. So yeah. stay tuned on that. That's going to be on this. That's going to stream on discovery plus um, in the next, you know, sometime in the next future. But um, that was, that was really cool. We, we went out to LA, we filmed it uh, really you know, really cool scenes and things that were like, oh my God, I forgot that happened, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Um, How long ago yeah, did so you that, record the actual show? You know, we, we, we recorded, um, you know, very recently. And, you know, within the last, you know, 12 months, we, 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 we did the show. So this is all really recent. Oh, wow. Okay. Very interesting. Well, I want to end with, um, you already brought up Discovery Plus. I want to say that everybody could go and watch uh, Flip to a Million on Discovery Plus. Um, definitely give it some love. Um, tag them in social media. See what you um, think about the show. But last, I, I want you to tell me where people could find you on social media, where they could find Roy Danny and your company. Okay. So you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Jonathan underscore Robel, W-R-O-B-E-L. Um, my wife, Danny, uh, who's really um, the heart and soul of, of everything that we do. Um, her Instagram is Danielle Robel, same last name. Um, and then our company is True Place Company. So at True Place Company, you know, we're, we're more prevalent on Instagram than anything. Um, so you could always, you know, or go on our website at uh, trueplaceco.com as well. But yeah, follow us on Instagram. We do, you know, what's cool is like, we're, you know, my wife, especially, she's very active on, on social media. And you'll see what we're doing in New York. You'll see some behind the scenes uh, things that we post online in regards to the show. And you'll see what's coming next from us. And uh, stay tuned, you know, see what's going on. And it's cool. You know, you'll see certain things. Like we do a lot of crazy projects uh, out in New York, Florida, New Jersey. And you'll see you'll see so many different things. So definitely follow us on, on Instagram. Follow us, follow our stories. And, and, and hopefully, you know, we'll see what the future holds. Awesome. Thank you so much, John, for coming on the Pro Series podcast. Um, Everybody go stream Flip to a Million on Discovery Plus. Thank you. Thank you, Eric.